the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Not taking your shoes off to go through security? I find that to be heaven. I just recently flew and God, there's just it just it sucks to go through security. I, I appreciate security. I know it's there for a good reason. But take off your belt, take off your watch, take off like you're basically undressing amongst a group of big people that you don't know. Um it just feels awkward to me. I I don't mind it, but it feels awkward. So the top of the hour, and I'm trying to reformulate the show a little bit, and I really need your help on this. Because I've had so many program directors who have gotten in my head and confused the hell out of me. So what do you want on this show? For instance, I'm going to do business headlines and, and, and I'm going to do um, stock stories of the day. I'm clearly going to do you know technology and investing lifestyles. I'm going to do emails and Facebook. I'm going to gather your content that you want. I'm going to do phone calls. That's a big part of the show, no doubt about it. Uh, but what else can I add? What else do you want? What else do you need? What else? Like the super secret is a, a stock tip that I do three times a week that that's crazy it's crazier than what the kramer does my results are better than kramer but it's out there i have the content i want to know what you need call me at 800-345-5639 it's 800-345-5639 or think about it and drop me an email rob at robblack.com rob at robblack.com so at the top of the hour what i want to do is what i refer to as the news but i'm going to give you the generation x approach so it's tom brokaw but a drunk Tom Brokaw who's kind of like slurring and talking about things that he shouldn't be talking about slightly after the end of the news segment. So here we go. Looks like the job market may be making a comeback soon. Fox News Radio's Jill Nato has that from Washington. Three good signs are out this morning. First, the job placement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas says layoff announcements in February dropped to their lowest rate since 2007. Second, the company says construction layoffs in February were minimal. That's surprising because of all the harsh weather we saw. Third, the paycheck company ADP says private sector payrolls dropped by 20,000 last month. That's the fewest we've seen in two years. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News Radio. We're probably going to see some jobs created soon. This morning, the service economy expanded more than expected. So the unemployment number, now again, it's going to differ. California is going to be different than uh, Florida. Florida is going to be different than the Northeast. It's going to be blotchy and splotchy. But we're going to start seeing some jobs created. The service economy is starting to pick up a little bit of steam. Now, a lot of this is government-induced, so it's not real. I'm a little bit concerned on what's going to be the next driver of job creation from the private sector and not so much from the government spending money that we don't really have. Elsewhere in the world of news, one industry that's booming. Where should you send your kids to school? What sort of a business should they get into? Medical schools. Nearly two dozen are opening or about to open this year thanks to a need for new physicians. Fox Rick's Leventhal reports. 
The reasons? A growing population, pending retirement of up to a third of current doctors in the next decade, and the possibility of millions of newly insured patients looking for physicians because of health care reform. Commonwealth Medical College in Scranton is one of the new schools with 65 students in its charter class, not dissuaded by complaints of current doctors buried in paperwork, working longer hours for less pay. They say practicing medicine is about helping others and giving back. In New York, Rick Leventhal, Fox News Radio. A lot of times people ask me for career advice, and trust me, I'm not monster.com, but we're always going to have demand for health care. And if health care reform does get through Congress, it's going to have more people seeking out health care. Now, we've recently slashed what we're paying in Medicaid and Medicare, so doctors are going to say, I don't want them, but hey, you could be that physician who takes the elderly. There are jobs that are going to be out there. There are going to be growth areas and jobs. And, you know, uh, for a child, I would highly recommend going into the healthcare field as, let's just face it, we're going to have sick, sickness and boo-boos for our whole life. Um, oncology seems to be a huge field, a huge field. With that said, go where the money is, go where the jobs are. Healthcare seems to be right about right. Now, speaking of healthcare and President Obama, he's at odds with the Republicans over the White House revamped healthcare bill. Fox's Doug Luzador has the story. Health care may not have been foremost on the president's mind yesterday as he dug into a Southern-style lunch. But today, the White House will unveil his latest and probably last health care overhaul plan. The president will argue that he listened to Republicans at last week's big health care reform summit and that he is using some of their ideas in his plan that will cost about a trillion dollars over 10 years. He'll try to crack down on fraud by using undercover doctors, expand health savings accounts, take a look at Medicaid reimbursement rates, and expand medical malpractice studies. In Washington, Doug Luzader, Fox News Radio. I don't have much else to add to that other than let's wait and see. You know, I'm kind of kind of burned out on the health care reform. It seems to have been going on for about a year now. And what else can you say other than let's wait and see what they can get through? And finally today, former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin. She went on the Tonight Show on Jay Leno's second show back as host. Fox News contributors discussing the note she famously had written on her hand, the Tea Party movement, her future career plans. She poked a lot of fun at herself. Great to be on the same show as Sean White. Last time I was this close to the flying tomato was when someone threw one at me at a book signing. And they did. It's true. She just annoys me. She's just too giddy. She's too effervescent. She's too happy. How does she have 16 minutes of fame when Andy Warhol only had 15? When is her time going to tick up? She was so close to being vice president. If you think about it, she was closer than you would, you'd want to think. That's pretty scary. Anyway, Sarah Palin on The Tonight Show. Speaking of which, Jay Leno. He failed at 10 o'clock, but he's a huge winner at 1130. 6.6 million people watched as he returned to The Tonight Show. Now, David Letterman only has 3.8 million viewers. To me, this isn't really a story of Jay versus Dave. It's not NBC versus CBS. It's suck option number one or suck option number two. They're both old. They're no longer current. They're both living off past reputations. And they're both just incredibly lame, not edgy, milk toast kind of people. I give the slight edge to Letterman if I had to choose one of the two, uh, but not by a whole heck of a lot. That's your big headlines of the day. To get your calls on the show, pick up the phone. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. We could talk about how the Senate is expanding the jobless benefits. We could talk about how Greece is going to cut some of their promise they've made in the past. 
Higher taxes are going to be needed in the next five to ten years. We're not going to see them the next year or two, not before someone tries to get elected or reelected. We're going to see higher taxes probably 2012 to 2016. How do you feel about that? Anything you want to talk about money, you want to give me feedback on the show, you want to give me ideas for the show, you want to give me concepts, I'm open-minded. Rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com or 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Welcome in to the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Holy mackerel. What's out there? You get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I want to do a little bit of technology talk right now because there's some stories out there that I found interesting to say the least day in the world of technology. First and foremost, TiVo. I had a TiVo. I no longer have a TiVo. Basically, they were the first digital video recorder that really was sexy and fun, and you can skip through commercials. And uh, if you watched Battlestar Galactica, they would say, hey, there's a new TV show coming on called Caprica that you might like. So it, it kind of tried to guess your, your behaviors, which was nice. The, the interface was just fantastic, and it felt fun watching TV. You know, the bloop, 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 bloop. Um, it was sexy TV. Well, today they're introducing some new DVRs, and I'm like, who cares? Well, they're still a publicly traded company, but they got the TiVo Premier and the Premium XL, and it's got a new user interface, utilizes a new search functionality, trying to combine TV with movie and music and web content, and it's based on Adobe's Flash platform for future integration with more applications. Applications. App, 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 app. Ooh, TiVo's going to the phone. Absolutely. So they're, they're basically getting ready for that. Now, the user interface has a new discovery bar that allows a user to be able to type in search terms and recommendations are then made based on the popularity of other preset categories or cast like actors and directors, amongst others. After losing subscribers for nearly two years, they think that they finally got a new DVR that's going to reinvigorate their, their operations. I don't think so. I really don't. It just, to me, it seems like, I don't know, maybe the younger people have the time and the effort for this. Me, it seems like too much work. I, I, I dig TiVo. Man, I really, really do. But it seems like the best days have long passed. Now, I would love to see Apple or Microsoft buy TiVo. 99% of homes have TVs. That's a, that's a good place to be. It's a good place to be trying to spread your message and your content. Now, I already told you this story earlier today. This is just a total bummer. Hulu.com, one of those websites that's easy to use, easy to navigate. You get to watch a lot of the shows that you really care about. Fox is 24. I wonder if Jack's going to torture someone this year. Give it time. Give it time. He will. But Viacom's pulling off The Daily Show with Jon Stewart and The Colbert Report. They're pulling off Comedy Central program. So Hulu suddenly lost a little bit of, of, of joie de vie. They lost Lost. They lost Family Guy. Well, no, no. The Daily Show is the third most watched show behind Lost and Family Guy. So, it's not good news. Not good news. Three-year-old Hulu dominates the mushrooming market for online TV full episode viewing. 
they got 44 million monthly visitors. Now, this could just be the way the Viacom's negotiating. But the sales force and the advertising force at Hulu, they've been unprofitable. And they're having problems staying up with a growth rate. It's torrid. It's fantastic. ABC, NBC, and Fox all contribute. But Viacom says, nope, we're out. We don't want to be part of this game. Homie, don't play that game. Now, another world of technology story is Sesame. This is a company that I just started talking about. Remember how cable television and television was going to have the upgrade to HD? And you saw commercials last year, and it started making you crazy. On March 3rd, the industry will be upgrading to high definition. You must get a new box for your TV. Otherwise, it will be useless. You remember that? I do. So there's a company called Sesame who's going with the old TV waves to offer you new TV. Silicon Valley Company, it's, it's spelled S-E-Z-M-I, like open Sesame, if you're phonetically challenged. Concept is it could be a game changer. You pay $299 up front. You get this hardware that can pull in air signals. With that, you then pay $499, $4.99. Now, again, my cable bill is $70 plus $80 just for the content. Before I get to the phone, before I get to the digital modem. The set-top has a software on it. It aggregates content into an interface that can be personalized. You can spend an extra $19.99 a month and get more channels. The $4.99 gives you access to all the national broadcast networks in high definition. You get some local and public broadcast stations. You also get videos from sites like YouTube. Now, for an extra $19.99, you can start upgrading and getting things like ESPN. I think that's cool. Now, the hefty upfront cost is, is prohibitive, but... For some of us who spend that in three, four, five months on a cable bill, it's an investment. I like the idea. I'm not saying I'm going with it yet. I would love. Now, Sesame is a, a Bay Area company. Someone at Sesame has to be listening right now. Give it to me for free. I'm not asking for a freebie. I'm asking for a freebie. I'm not asking for a freebie. I'm telling you, I'm your audience, and I've got a big stick. And my big stick can get you 40, 50, 60,000 people going, ooh, what's this? Why companies don't reach out to me more often with, with, with what they got to offer? I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, so let's stay in the world of technology. Guess what's coming up? And by the way, Heidi, I now order you to go get Sesame on as a guest. So write it down, S-E-Z-M-I. Okay, so guess what you're going to be able to do soon? Maybe as early as March 7th, you're going to be able to take orders and place your order for the iPad. Apple's looking to gauge interest by determining the amount of pre-orders nearly three weeks before it starts to ship to customers. So big rumors out there that March 7th is going to be the day that you could place an order. Analysts were already anticipating high demand for the forthcoming device and demand actually outstripping supply for several weeks. Latest rumors that are out there right now is that the devices will be shipped on the 26th. This is according to a web group called Silicon Alley. Silicon Alley. Now, there's all sorts of rumors. And again, I think more what's going to happen there is how disappointed will we be that the iPad doesn't turn hay into gold? How disappointed will we be that, I don't know, do, do men really want to carry around a tablet? It's too big for a purse. It's too big for your pocket. So, ooh, the accessories markets are going to be huge because clearly you're going to want to like a briefcase for it or some sort of shock pad for it. So if you drop it, it doesn't you know, totally lose your investment instantaneously. It's interesting. I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a hit. 
Mm. Am I betting against him? I think I am. I think for the Apple enthusiast, it's going to be a big hit. But for the non-Apple enthusiast, I think it's... I don't really care. I don't really care. And one final tech story that I want to hit before I die. I might die during the commercial break, so i got to get the story out there. It's critically important. There's a company called Real Networks. Way back in its heyday, it was a $90 stock. Today, it's a $5 stock. Now, the heyday being the go-go 1990s. Now, Barron's did a good piece on them, Barron's Online, which I love the, the, the magazine Barron's. I think it's a good read. I don't always agree with it. Sometimes it pisses me off, but it tells me like, hey, here's some good ideas and here's some bad ideas. So Barron's is reporting the latest changes in the company. Departure of the company's founder, he's gone. He's going to sell a lot of his shares. And he was identifiable with the business. And there's going to be a big transition. Real Networks is 16 years old. Does that make you feel a little bit old? When you start thinking about it, I used to download um, South Park videos on, on real networks because for some reason it was incredibly easy to do that. And the media player coming out of Microsoft wasn't quite as good as the media player for real networks. And then, yeah, honestly, like poof. honestly, I want some cheesy poofs. That's all I want to do at this point in time is I want to go home and eat my cheesy poofs. Anyway, the company's done nothing but lose shareholders money. It's never really made a significant amount of money. It's been one of those companies that's been around for 16 years and all they've done is lose money. Like, stop buying shares of the company. If the, I give you one investment lesson, like, for instance, the Golden State Warriors, don't invest in the Golden State Warriors. All they do is lose. They've had one good season out of 10. They're losers. Losers, 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 losers. So if you were to be, you know, say, I'm going to go invest my money in them, you would be investing in an organization of losers. Now, look at the Lakers. All they do is win championships. They're a winning franchise. I, and again, same thing with investments. This company's done nothing except for hemorrhage and bleed and die and, and, and deal with crisis incorrectly. To me, they are a company that takes your money and burns it in a barrel. So you got to stop rewarding them and saying, ooh, maybe I can get it a $5 stock to $6. Would you invest in a company that takes money and burns it in a barrel? Would you invest in a, a Kool-Aid stand that loses $5 for every dollar glass of Kool-Aid they make? Of course not. So you got to ask yourself as an investor, why am I investing in this company? And I agree with Barron's. They're saying the, the company just sh- destroys shareholder value. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. Cruising in the final half hour of the show. Coming up San Mateo, March 25th. It's the birthday party. I've been at Clear Channel for over a year. Later in the show, David Spark. He's going to be calling in from the RSA Security Conference. So your time is running out to get your calls on the show. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. considered alternative now you listen to it and you think that sounds pretty mainstream things change don't, don't they get your calls in the air it's 800-345-5639 it's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air i've got some stories on europe that i can get to i got some emails that i can get to but i thought i'd do a story on odd billionaires i found three very odd billionaires that you just wouldn't imagine 
For instance, there's a guy named Femi Otdolola, and he's worth $1.2 billion out of Nigeria, 42 years old. So how do you become a billionaire? Well, his case was he was the son of a politician, and he used a majority stake in African Petroleum to get himself appointed as CEO last year. He now plans to merge with another firm, oddly enough, his own private firm, to create the continent's largest oil company. The deal is stalled in the face of government concerns about a monopoly. With Odolota's uh, assets temporarily frozen, he claims fellow billionaire Aiko Dikotote broke an agreement when he challenged him to buy Chevron Texaco's local subsidiary. Crazy, right? So one of those uh, weird politician's sons somehow gets into an oil company, somehow says, screw you, Chevron Texaco, I now own this, you don't like that, I've got a Uzi machine gun pointed at your face. So he's one of those bad guys. Like, if he were on 24... He wouldn't. He would try to be blowing up something. He wouldn't be a good guy. He would be a bad guy. Elsewhere in the good guys and bad guys category, the a once homeless Navy veteran. How did he become a billionaire? His name's John Paul DiGiorio. He's worth two and a half billion dollars. I think the Jean Paul is the giveaway. He used to sleep in his car. He sold products door to door in Los Angeles, and yet he's made billions of dollars getting people to clean with shampoo and sloppy uh, with tequila. So he's made shampoo and he's made tequila. He co-founded a company called John Paul Mitchell. Yep, with Paul Mitchell in 1980. With $700. $700! What a great investment. Trying to get basically salons to use your product. That's what he did. He created a tequila maker called Patron Spirits in 1989. Now today, Patron sells uh, nearly 2 million cases a year. Only Jose Cuervo sells more. Not too shabby, huh? Guy who slept in his car with $2.5 billion. Makes you feel kind of lazy, doesn't it? <laughs> Makes me feel kind of lazy. And the final billionaire who you'd say, Rob, I want to become a billionaire. How can I do it? And for the record, I want to start a tequila company. I want to start a whiskey company because who? what would my angle be? How about beautiful women drink this? And I'd have to get beautiful women to drink it. Or maybe I can put a worm in it that's like, you know, a three-headed worm. You know, maybe I can, like, genetically alter a worm, make it glow in the dark. So I have a tequila that's got a glow in the dark. I, I want to do it now. I want to be worth $2.5 billion. And finally, our, our, our billionaire who Rob does not want to be like, maybe I do, maybe I don't. Remember Scarface? Man out of Mexico, worth $1 billion, age 54, Joaquin Guzman Loria. He's the world's most wanted man. He's the world's most wanted man. He's also known as El Chapo or Shorty. I don't know if I would call the head of a cartel shorty. He heads the Sinolia cartel, a top drug trafficking syndicate. In 1993, he was arrested in Mexico on homicide and drug charges. He escaped from federal prison in 2001. He's a bad ass. He went through the laundry chute and quickly regained control of his drug trafficking organization. U.S. estimates that Mexican and Colombian drug trafficking organizations launder about $18 billion to $39 billion a year just alone in the United States. And he grosses about 20% of that. Not too shabby, right? Makes, makes moms want to say, hey, little Cameron, why don't you learn how to beat up pimps and hoes and, and fire a good Uzi 9mm with a steady hand? Because drug dealers can be worth a billion dollars and they can pay for their own college. Right? I know you're saying, Rob, you pushed it over the line. You went one step too far there telling me to raise a kid to be a drug dealer. I know, but that's a billion dollars. 
Speaking about a billion-dollar idea, this is something I don't think Californians necessarily get. Californians, we don't like, especially Northern Californians, we don't like um, chain restaurants. We're kind of snobs. We don't really want to eat at Cheesecake Factory, although when we vacation, we do. We just don't do it in front of our own friends. So we would never be caught dead. We're, we're snobs. We are. We're restaurant snobs. Anyway, Starbucks is testing a bigger ice drink. Again, pushing us to just the bladder buster status. They're now going to introduce a 31-ounce drink, and it's going to be called the Trenta. That's the, you're going to have to, you know how you um, order with a, the funny names? The Vente. I don't even know what the hell they are. So people that know that stuff, I, I think you've got way too much disposable income, and I, I find you to be coffee snobs. I myself have a K-cup brewer, individual single cups coffee, better than Starbucks in my opinion, perfectly heated to 181 degrees. Anyway, um, so Starbucks is going to start selling larger cold beverages, 31-ounce iced teas and 31-ounce iced coffees. They're just doing it in Phoenix and Tampa for the first time. Now, why Phoenix and Tampa? Give you a second. I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. Because those are two of the hottest markets in the nation. Not hot like sexy. Not hot like growth. But hot like dripping sweat from your testicles hot. Like that kind of hot. Like good God it's hot. So anyway, uh, McDonald's restaurants around the world, they continue to offer the 32-ounce sweet tea for a dollar. You can get a 32-ounce big old mug mug of tea for a buck. Now, of course, McDonald's wants you to get something else while you're there. But they're luring you in. They lure you. So Starbucks is trying to do something to lure you in. Now, again, their iced coffee and their iced tea is going to sell for $3, 3 So it's, it's not the value. It's just the fact that we as Americans, we like things supersized. We like things supersized. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. There was one story today that really made me go, that's damn intriguing. This is from the Wall Street Journal. And it taught me a little bit. Again, I'm always looking for business lessons. Remember how it's been snowing a lot this year in the South? Like you probably heard, Atlanta got more snow than Vancouver during the Olympics. You probably heard that, right? So there's a story there. What grows in Atlanta? What, what tomatoes? In the Southeast part of the United States, Tomatoes have gone through the roof, the roof, the roof. The roof is on fire with tomato prices. It's gone crazy. Weather-battered Florida. They're forcing restaurants and supermarkets to ration supplies, soaring prices. Wendy's, they don't include tomatoes in their sandwiches anymore. You have to ask it for it. So they've, they've just said, you know what? We can't afford this. We're not going to put them on everything. So Lloyd's, it's a white tablecloth restaurant in Chicago. It signed up this week for um, basically plum tomatoes. Like, they don't want to use them, but they've got to. Fresh tomatoes are in short supply. Freezing temperatures are killing them. So the cold temperatures have dented citrus production. We all know about oranges, right? We all know about them. But they've destroyed 70% of the tomato crop. This is a good business lesson. Supply and demand. People love their tomatoes, right? Supplies cut by 70% due to the cold weather. What do you think that's going to mean? Prices have gone crazy. This year, right now, a 25-pound box of tomatoes is trading near $30. Last year at the same time, $6.45. That's nuts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go steal everyone's tomatoes from their, their gardens in the afternoon. I'm going to sell them on the street. Hey, lady, want a nice, juicy tomato? 
And everyone will be like, hey, that's sexual innuendo. I'll be like, no, no, it's a tomato. <laughs> Here you go. It's a juicy tomato. Anyway, supply and demand. 70% of the tomato crop dead in Florida. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. Coming up, David Spark from the RSA Conference. It's a big security conference at the Moscone that's going on right now. It's talk 910.com. If you want to follow me online, talk910.com. You can also drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Rob at robblack.com. You listen to 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Bringing us in off break. One of my more favorite bands to listen to when I have to listen to music. Joining me now, David Spark. He's joining us from the Moscone Center at the RSA Security Conference. David, this used to be big news in the 1990s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. What's going on in the world of security at this point? Well, what's going on in the world of security right now is... um that security is really a shared responsibility. There there used to be this feeling that if a company got broken into, then it was 100% their fault. Okay. But there are so many layers in the security problem um, that uh, everyone is you know, responsible for everybody else's security, for that matter. And the big thing is, um, the reason for this is companies are getting attacked uh, because there's a financial incentive to do that. These are big organized crime groups that are attacking uh, organize, organization sites and trying to more or less, uh, in many cases, compromise credit card data. How serious of a threat is compromised data? Because 10 years ago, we heard China was going after our nuclear secrets online. Now we're here going after Google, and now we hear they're going after Intel. But how about me? How concerned should I be, David? Well, you, here's the interesting thing. Each individual, I'm hoping, that is listening, has some type of antivirus program sitting on their computer that is constantly being updated. And we've been constantly been told to do just that. Well, in reality, the majority of these breaches, these data breaches, don't happen at the, you know, the individual PC level. They're happening at the big organization level and the company level. What's happening, and there's been some uh, horrific cases of it, uh, where the data breach were over 600 million people's credit card information was revealed. Now, you on the individual level don't have a huge amount of control over that beyond the constantly checking your credit card information and, and being um, you know, adamant about that, for, for that matter. I've done when pr- breaches are discovered... They are reported. In fact, many states require companies when they have a data breach that they have to publicly uh, report it. I've got it. I've got with my Bank of America account. I'm set up every time someone gets charged over three hundred dollars. They they text message me. I feel mm-hmm. pretty safe. I, I'm I'm not one of those conspiracy theorist type of people, David. Am I being naive? At some point in time, am I going to be compromised? Well, let's say let's begin with this. Hopefully not. The, the the big big issue here at this this uh, conference is the the issue of credit card compliance and the, the term in the industry is known as PCI compliance and everyone is very very obsessed with being uh, compliant and that means that they don't store 
your personal information in a very open, unencrypted database that could be taken by anybody and then resold and reused. So there are a whole series of rules and regulations for the industry to, even if someone were to break into uh, an organization and find your credit card data, that they couldn't use it because it would be so heavily encrypted that it would be useless to them. What else are you seeing on the floor of this conference? Is it well attended? Is it a little bit lighter due to the economy? Uh, Security, obviously, you need in good economies, bad economies. But but what are you seeing? What's your tale? Well, the the uh, the economy is good. Let's just, let me begin with it's jam packed. The conference. Good. There are thousands upon thousands of people here. I should mention some of the other big issues that that would be more relevant to people listening is the issue of uh, social networking security. I mean, we're starting to see that uh, people are atta- uh, sending sort of what the uh, malware or viruses through social networks. And what will happen is, you know, a friend of yours, and I'm sure you've seen this, like on Facebook, will say, hey, check out this link. And it's your friend. And usually when you get a link from a friend, you're like, sure, I'll check that out. But in actuality, that link takes you to a bad page that could dump a virus onto your computer. Um, this is this is a you know a problem that we've been running into. I've seen a, a few cases of this myself. Have you run into this? Absolutely. And uh, we, my my answer to that, David, is I just don't like people, so I don't. I open no one's attachments. I assume your kid's good looking. I don't have to to confirm it. <laughs> the uh, but the, there are some ways to protect yourself from that. Actually, I have, a, I have an interview with a guy by the name of Graham Cluley with an antivirus outfit called Sophos who actually walked through all those steps, and that's on a site called socialmedia.biz if you want some tips on how to protect yourself on social networking sites. Socialmedia.biz. Now, you have a website called Spark Minute, Spark Minute. Um, yeah, sparkminute.com. And I should point out that all this coverage that I'm doing at this conference is for a company called Tripwire, and if you want to catch any of my coverage at this conference, go to tripwire.com slash blog. So Tripwire pays your expenses, and that's a pretty good gig. And then you, sh- you share them with the media world, and we all love you for your big brain, and they love you for getting the message out. Yeah, well, the idea is that there's, uh, there's so much information at this conference that's specific to the people in the security industry. And I would mention to anyone who's listening that if you're in the security industry, you have concerns about compliance or anything like that, you should you know, take a look at that coverage. Um, but it's, you know, it's very specific to that market in, in particular. But I mean, there are a lot of smart people here around here, and you know, there's we got we got to capture this information and share it with most people as possible. I should mention one of the other big issues here is when companies get a data breach. You know, they get compromised credit card numbers and so on. Often, what they want to do is they want to hide, go, crawl into a shell, and not tell anybody. And the problem is that hurts the entire industry because the more information you share with others, the better we all can protect each other. And what it is is there's now a sort of a change in attitude of Let's now work with law enforcement and actually uh, get the criminals for these data breaches. And there have been actually many cases where people have been taken down. Uh, there was like an Estonia, uh, there was a crime ring in Estonia that was taken down in just this manner. It's interesting to note this morning, you might have missed this story, or you might be on top of it, that Google wants the United States to challenge China in the World Trade Organization all about censoring of, of information and how they got hacked and a little bit of a cold war going on in the world of, of security tied towards China and the United States. Yeah, well, there is. Yeah, because a lot of, a lot of the attacks onto Google were reported from China. But here's the thing. You can't necessarily say it was from China. There's a thing known as proxies where I can 
attack your server but goes through in a completely different country so it doesn't look like it's coming from you know from whatever country I choose. So it's not 100% sure if that's the case. Um, also, there have been some issues between, as we all know, uh, you know, Google wanted to pull out because China is censoring so much information uh, in its country. Um, and Google for a long time was, uh, you know, putting up with that. But now, given the, the presumed hack attacks, they, they say just for security reasons, we have to pull out. Thanks for joining us, David. You can find David Spark at sparkminute.com, sparkminute.com. He's at the RSA Security Conference. You can follow him at the security conference at tripwire.com forward slash blog. That's tripwire.com forward slash blog. And a website, if you use Facebook, you really got to find out how to protect yourself from malware, from bad leaks, socialmedia.biz, socialmedia.biz. I wanted to hit a couple emails that I've recently gotten from you, the listener, Keep in mind that I've opened up my email, rob at robblack.com, to everything except for stock questions. So if you want to tell me what you want to see on the show, great. If you want to help add and build the show in the future, I just got a new program director this week, and uh, he's like open-minded. But my thought is it's your show, so you tell me what you want, and I'll figure out a way to make features out of it. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. So let's do a couple emails. First email comes to us that says, uh, Goozer. Goozer says, I'm looking into life insurance, term life, of course. Should I check with a company that provides my home and auto, State Farm, or should I? is it better to shop around? I would go with a company that you trust. If State Farm offers it, great. So term life can't really be oversold. You buy it for a term. They look at you, Goozer, and they say, whoa, he's a 30-year-old dude who doesn't smoke, doesn't drink, and isn't overweight. Pretty good chance he doesn't die. We're going to give him a good low rate. Now, if you get it at age 50, there's more chance that you're going to die. If you drink, you're overweight, more chance you're going to die. So the, the rates would go higher. So it can't really be oversold. Um, it's all mathematical formulas. It's not high commission product. Next email comes to us from Lowell. He goes, I got mail. Yay. Oh, I got mail. Yay. Thank you. And he goes, here's our situation. Married with two kids, both working. I'm a nurse and the other one's in IT support. We save around 20K Roth IRA at 85K. Uh, don't own a home yet. Is now a good time to buy? Good question. I didn't quite get your age, so I don't know what you, 85K at age 40 is good. 85K at age 50, not so good. 85K at age 30 is wonderful. So it's tough for me to say. Now, here's what I would do with real estate. I would buy real estate if you're going to be in the house for more than five plus years. Ideally, 10 plus years. I would look for no appreciation. I would put down as little money as you can. I would look at the interest rate on mortgages as amazing as miraculous right now. Mortgage rates are incredible. If you haven't refinanced, you really, really, really should look at it. So that's that's my advice. And where would I buy I want to buy in Stockton, boom, shakalaka, laka, and Compton. I want to buy in Stockton. I'd buy somewhere on the peninsula. I'd buy somewhere near Jobs. I'd buy somewhere in Marin, San Francisco, Orinda. You could, I mean, you know good places, places near Jobs, places near great schools, places near highways. So I don't think you have to own a house to be important or powerful or almighty. I think that's a little bit overrated in this day and age. I think you have to have a nest egg. To be important, powerful, and almighty, but you don't have to own a home. Um, anyway, that's my thought. I, again, if you're going to buy real estate, make sure it's all about location, location, location. 
Got another email from Daryl. He says, age 45 with over 10K in credit card debt. Very little savings. What's the best way to allocate money between payments and investing? Pay off all credit card debt over 8%. Period. You don't save money. Pay it off. Get a second job. Become a prostitute. I don't care. Pay off all credit debt over 8%. And the fact that you're age 45 with very little savings, Daryl, it's time to get sober. You're going to work till the day you die. You're going to hit the lottery. You're going to marry well. It's going to be one of those three. You're in a bad position. You didn't save enough money, and it's going to get worse for you. And one final email. This one says, uh, I asked people what, what, what you want me to do on the show differently. And he says, just please be yourself. You've got it down. You're almost the coolest radio dude guy ever. More theme shows and music and gaming. Awesome. More corner laughers. Um, corner laughers. They're actually kind of hitting it big. They're being promoted as like band of the month at various uh, sites and things along those lines. I don't want to say I made them powerful. I gave them the almighty bump into fame. But I knew the corner laughers win. <laughs> they're, they're fun pop music. They're addictive, candy, ridiculous pop music. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.